What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is BA. And welcome back to Made Men Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investing, dating, and everything else in between. This week, taking it a step back for a more of an informational topic. We've been doing a lot of relationship uh conversations up to this point for the last yeah, two episodes like, if y'all ain't if y'all ain't got a boo by now then y'all ain't y'all just ain't listening close enough <laughs> i'm sick of it yeah, <laughs> it's hard man it's, it's hard to find the right one but so this week we're gonna take it more to a career approach more of a professional approach so we getting back into the whole kind of like job searching slash networking field that makes sense mm. but before we get into the topic today that we're gonna discuss we always got to start with the quote of the day brought to you by B.A. today. All right. So this quote is actually spot on with uh, the podcast for the day. So uh, it is the best paths to success are different today than they were yesterday. And um, so I'm going to repeat that again. So the best paths to success are different today than they were yesterday. Um, what does that say to you? I mean, it's pretty much just saying, I mean, <clears throat> today is nothing like it was yesterday. Uh, we have computers, technology, opportunities like never before. So the paths definitely going to be different. We have the opportunity to do a lot better, a lot faster than they were mm-hmm. back in the day when they were still relying on like, you know, the house phones and telephones mm-hmm. and the AOL and dial up and all that. So uh, we have a lot more to do. We can get a lot more done faster. So you carve and you make your own path. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think that quote is just saying that, um, yeah, we live in times to where that there's not one way to do anything. Uh, there's multiple ways to get something done to, uh, you know, get a project going, get a project completed. Like whatever it is, whatever you want to do, it's not one path to do it. And even when it comes to careers, like, for instance, I see it every day working <coughs> in tech. And uh, what happens is, is that like I have people like that come to my job and they have no high school, no college, no college degree. And uh, they get jobs making six figures after they With leave no the program. No college degree. Yeah, Do so you hear that? Yeah, so it's, it's just still like, possible. So it's just like um, that quote is just saying like it's no one way to do something. Man, society. I want to trade my degree in there. If we can do that without it, I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean, I can get some of this debt back. Hey, listen, web development is hard. I don't know how these people do it. Man, sometimes the only thing with those types of people. Uh, very intelligent people that know how to code and all that stuff, the Java and the stuff like that, is that sometimes they don't communicate the best. So they sit down, they book mm-hmm. you with this, but it's just like the communication aspect is like all over the place. That's my job. Right. <laughs> get, the, get the shit together. Stop being awkward. But so the last thing on that quote, though, is it's, it's easy to make a lot of different paths to success, but it's also easy to fail, too. Mm-hmm. It's also easy to fail numerous ways. Mm-hmm. But the beauty in failure is that it eventually breeds success if you keep doing it enough times. Facts. So before we jump into the topic again, previously on power. <laughs> he hit that spot on. You can't tell me he didn't sound just like the intro. Just. I guess we can talk we can talk about it since he ain't gonna give us our intro again. Um last week was crazy. On uh, the last week's episode of Power, a lot of stuff came out of that. It's really like I told y'all, it's really starting to pick up. Finally. Mm-hmm. Finally. Like, Angela is still a full thought. We know that much. This shit thought. She is the thought. I think she's just owning her sexuality. She just had... <laughs> she was just sitting on Hernando's lap on the last episode. Now she's all of a sudden looking at ghosts when the, the waiter comes up and he's asking, what do you want? You see what I'm saying? Like I mean, they ain't do nothing as far as we know. Not yet. Not yet they didn't. But we both know what... We both know if you put ghosts and Angela together for too long, what happens then? craziness foolishness shenanigans whatever we know Kanan is on his stuff again like Kanan is always like it's like a virus like yeah. he starts out you know just kind of you know you don't think much of it then mm-hmm. it's just it gets worse as time goes on yeah it's just 50 cent in, that is Curtis Jackson in real life as everybody has been seeing on Instagram I'm sure mm-hmm. like maybe they're throwing them haymakers to him man yeah but Curtis Jackson is out here snitching but um yeah go ahead keep going nah like uh it was crazy because the, the, the um he already got Tommy like he got the Italians looking at Tommy sideways now because like you said he's making up a story he told the um the guys to shoot blanks the guys I don't know if he knew they were gonna do it or not 
they actually really shot at the dude because I don't know why for some reason everybody has an opinion on this season and they always do stuff the opposite way of what they're told to do. Because remember in the early episode, the dude was like, "It's like everybody, everybody feel like they a bitch or something." Like, like I don't know what it is. And they're like, "You can't be talking to me like that." Basically, I feel like that's how everybody's been moving this season. Yeah. Like, you can't talk to me that way. I'm gonna do it my way, and it's just like, relax, like just do it. So anyway, 50, <laughs> 50 steps out, lays him out. Not here with the Italians. He got them looking at Tommy sideways. Uh, what about you? What you think about the last one? Um, you know, like uh, it was cool. Um, I think everybody just everybody's shady. Like nobody can trust anybody. Like at the end with Dre, like that really like surprised me as far as like him wanting to Yo, be in the spotlight. Weasel man. Yeah, like Dre, like he gotta go. I, I Rotemi, I'm sorry, Rotemi, he gotta go. I'm about go. to say, I thought she was gonna call he him gotta, by his government. Rotemi gotta go. Like he really just annoying. I think Ghost is just Ghost. Like this is who he's been since season. I don't one. know how I feel about the full beard thing he has going on. Like. He looked dirty. He looked dirty. He, he looked, looked a little dirty. shabby. He looked dirty. But um I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like it's it's um it's just a bunch of like just shady shit. It's like. starting to pick up though. Do you do you feel like it's maybe picking up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think it's picking up, but you know, like it's just frustrating. Like that's how I know I'm just emotionally invested in the mm-hmm. show because like everybody's just pissing me off. Like nobody's mm-hmm. like thinking. Everybody got something to prove. Tasha mm-hmm. even pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Tasha gone, man. She's sick of it. She picked up and left. She could leave, but it's just like you gonna mess with the lawyer, like the lawyer, like that. That's what you're gonna you're gonna bring a lawyer into the family. All the lawyers catching some kind of heat or something. Right now, Proctor about to die because that's that's my only mock thing. coming for him. That's my only thing with Tasha. Like, why would you mess with a lawyer? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, lawyers <laughs> can help you get out of a lot of problems, but especially. not him. Like, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. I don't know, but anyway, that was the recap from Power for this week. Um. Again, y'all stay tuned for next week. It's really picking up. Excited about that. And we know y'all care about our opinions so much, so we're going to keep bringing it to y'all. Goddamn right. So anyway, now diving into the topic for today's discussion. And again, this is on the uh, job searching and the networking. And Brian is actually really good for this because he works directly. Is it talent management? Or? Yeah, it's talent management. So I work as a like full-time career coach. That okay, is, right, that right. That is my job title. I am a career coach. So you get people jobs, six-figure jobs without degrees. Yeah, sometimes it's six figures. Those are like, we call those the big whales. That's what we call those. The like, big whales. Yeah, like those are the whales of like the organization. So like if somebody like completes our program and then, Goes to Google, making six figures, like straight out of the, completing the program. Those are the whales. Those are like our posted people that we try to like really like push. Do to. y'all have a lot of those people that come through? Mm, no. Well, we have. It depends. Like we have people that work for a variety of different organizations. Some people go to Bloomberg. Some mm-hmm. people go to Google. Some people go to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Some people go to uh, Facebook afterwards. Like somebody's like one of the other uh, career coaches has somebody who's in the process of getting a job. At Facebook right Jeez. now, they in the interview process right now, and, and she coaching them through the whole process. So it's just like so in the final round. So you gonna put your you gonna put your friend on there? Huh? I'm, I'm trying to make six figures for like, Google. Do you want to learn? Do you want to learn web development? Man, I learn whatever I gotta learn. I'm trying to make this money. Yeah, All but right. uh, <laughs> that's that's what I do. Like I just really prepare people for the job search. I look over resumes. Mm-hmm. I look. I make brand statements. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, just make sure that I get them in front of actual employers. Okay, so so speaking of resumes, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually a good place to start. Mm-hmm. So, I know when it goes to the whole job searching, like I know networking and job searching really could be split into two different episodes mm-hmm. because it's a lot that you can cover in each one. But I feel like, I think we feel like you, it both ties into each other. Mm-hmm. You job search, you network to jobs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once you get that job, you network. You mm-hmm. network to make sure that job is maintained and you can maybe even get a new opportunity from that. Right. So, uh, would I guess starting with the resume because I feel like you have to have your resume together before you even get to the job search. That's a fact. And you and you in this field. So with the resume, like, what would you say was is like some of the like key things that you should identify when having a resume? Like, you can use your resume as just an example because I know you work with countless mm-hmm. resumes a day. So, what's your take on like what exactly do you need on that resume? What are people looking for mm-hmm. when it's time to get that job? Uh, so when it comes to uh, resume. Um, it's really about organization. Um, so uh, the way you organize, the way you organize your resume, and uh, because a recruiter reads the resume, they read the top first, mm. then they read the margins, and then they read the bottom. So at the top of your resume is your information, where you live at, your location, 
all of your uh, social networking platforms like LinkedIn, Twitter, if you want to share that, mm-hmm. uh, your email address and all that stuff. On the margins, it's like skills that you have. So like whether like since I work in tech, like there's certain skills that people look for. Like if you're proficient in JavaScript, CSS, HTML, like things like that. So skills that you can actually bring to the job or what you've learned right. in past positions. And at the bottom is usually your uh, education. So uh, that's how a recruiter like reads the mm-hmm. resume. So they read the top first, then they go to the margin, then they go to the bottom. But also they look at um, while they're reading like that in that margin section, they also see your job mm-hmm. um, titles in the past. So, so it's less more. It's more or less like if you have like very aren't very intentional with what your responsibilities are. Cause you, you have all this information. Like, is it better to have just like, OK, I did this. I worked here this amount of time to this amount of time. Or do they want to know within that? Um, so they'll get around to that, but it's more so about your job titles that really that they're really looking at mm-hmm. initially. They'll look at like the years later, mm-hmm. but um, they don't even look at exactly what you did. That's like the last thing they look at. Oh, man. they look at they don't care about like exactly what you did. They look at your job titles, they look at your skills, they look at your education mm-hmm. and your name, of course, and your contact information. But that's it. They on they look at mm-hmm. like, your actually what you've done like comes that's mm-hmm. second because that's the way they're trained to read resumes. Okay, so so some of the things that I guess I was um told about the resume too like mm-hmm. um so they look for keywords. Yeah. So how does that whole situation work? So some organizations because they get such an influx of uh, resumes, what happens is is they put they put them through a um, machine. Well, not a machine, but it's a program called ATS which is applicant tracking system mm-hmm. and uh, what happens is with ATS it just kind of uh, filters out the resume so they don't have to look through every single resume that they, um, that has uh, come through the pipeline um, so ATS is able to just uh, they're able to type in whatever words that they want to uh, hit on as far as like for a position like let's say you were working you were trying to be a professor at a university or something right like they would tell them. They would tell the system to just look for people who have a PhD in whatever subject area that mm-hmm. the position. And it will find for. the words. And it will find the words mm-hmm. to hit on that. That's crazy. And uh, however many times it gets hit in the uh, in the um, applicant tracking system, then you'll have somebody, a real person, actually. Uh, your resume will get filtered out, and then a real person will look at your resume and decide if they want to uh, interview you. Or mm-hmm. So it's just that the more buzzwords that you have. And the way they also go about those buzzwords is to also look at the job description and if it's particular skills or experiences that they want, just mm-hmm. try to get those on your resume. Yeah. That's the best way to go about it. You know how when you first kind of moving out of college, you get mm-hmm. into real life, like your resume that you made in college is a lot different probably from the resume that you're going to have when you're in the job field. Mm-hmm. Because I remember on my college resume, I had like, I was, uh, you know, I was on the varsity basketball team. I'm in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the, the student honors award. I was on the the the, uh, the team, the um whatever the team is that we compete and stuff. I forgot what the name of it was. But um, you just had these different the accolades. We compete on. You had, the, you had these different... <laughs> I really can't remember. <laughs> the way you described it, though. Nah, whatever team we compete nah, on. It's like, you, it's like you, you're at this panel, you're going around different schools compete. But anyway, it's big in college. But mm-hmm. so, do they really care about that in like what? the job world? They had those little small things you did in, in school. Like, dude, does that play any kind of important role uh when you first come out yeah like it's just like leadership shows positions. yeah it shows like you can take on leadership positions i guess and it looks like you're an ambitious individual yeah and you like to do extracurriculars but as you like progress they don't care about like what fraternity you in they don't care about what don't you care they don't the, care about the team captain of the varsity basketball they team damn, they damn they don't care like i never put my gpa ever on my resume mm-hmm. i never put my gpa that's ever. a good point like i never did that like and that didn't take me out of being considered for a job. Like they like coming fresh out of school, all they want to know is like, do you want to learn more? That's true. Like, do you why? Like, are you sure you want to get interested? Are you sure that you're interested in this field? Why you're interested in this field? Because they're not gonna ask you a bunch of questions during the interview. It's just mm-hmm. really like, who are you and what do you want to do with your life? Basically, mm-hmm. why why do you want to work here? Simple. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you don't need like after you probably, don't need so much. Yeah, yeah. Like after after you get your like second job out of school you can really take off anything you've done in college i totally agree <laughs> i totally agree somebody told me that too because yeah. i had mine and i was just like i had all these accolades i'm like yeah they're gonna see this and nobody cares they were like actually can you just take you know if somebody was yeah. telling me was like can you just uh maybe take this off right here take it next thing i know i ain't have any of the because it don't matter at that point. like no like you know like like people like 
I guess just coming out of um, undergrad, like you feel like this stuff is real. Like mm-hmm. you worked hard for it, so of course you want to know your resume. Right. It means nothing in the real world, though. Unfortunately, and you got LinkedIn nothing. if they yeah, really yeah. want to. Yeah, dive you, could, you can always put all that stuff on LinkedIn, but as far as on your resume, no. It's like, can you do the job or not? So I've actually brought my resume in today mm-hmm. just to serve as something for me to reference. Um, and a good website, the, the, the website that I made mine on, because it's a, it's different ways you can make resumes that are way more appealing to the eye. Other than the standard black and white font, straight down listing, dates and all mm-hmm. that. There's a website called Canva, and that's C-A-N-V-A. Mm-hmm. We can actually create these different kind of uh, resumes that they have different formats, mm-hmm. uh, different layouts and stuff. It's really actually neat. So take advantage if you haven't. I've got numerous compliments on my resume from a bunch of different people. Actually, yeah, you can take a look at it real quick. Thanks. Would you say that's actually like <laughs> a, a pretty decent layout? Like just kind of go through and like see... All right, so you putting me to work on Sunday. Come on, man. Um, Getting you ready for Monday. Yeah, I mean, like, as far as, like, the layout, like, it's easy to read. Everything is organized the way you want it to be organized. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that an important thing that people should remember with your work experience is that you always want to make sure that you should have less bullet points for your past experiences, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, it should, in those experiences that you do articulate, so for the past experience that you do articulate on your resume, you want to make sure it's only like one to two bullet points because mm-hmm. they really like don't care that yeah. much about it. Your current job should always have the most mm-hmm. bullet points. And people sometimes like feel like they have to put everything they've done yeah, with no. every job they had. Mm-hmm. You can't do that because no. like a recruiter doesn't have that much time to look through your resume. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I like your skills section. So skills like what we were talking about, like because I'm in the web development, well, I'm in the tech field, period, mm-hmm. that I just know what skills like recruiters are looking for but for anybody that's not it'd be definitely like um like what um storm has here as far as like microsoft word data analysis um adobe um strong attention to detail project management that stuff counts those things yeah yeah those that social media like those those things um mm-hmm. count so uh definitely like just um you just want to make sure that you have the centers on your resume. Okay. And this is actually a really good resume. Another... Um, Y'all heard that was a really good resume. <laughs> <laughs> Another, because it's not going to take a recruiter no time to read through that. Like, it's easy. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I want you or I don't want you. Mm-hmm. Um, another resu- another site that you want to uh, use is uh, to kind of format your resume is uh, credo.io. So, credo is C-R-E-D-D-L-E dot I as in item, O as in object, <laughs> and um, that's another good site to use. They have a bunch of like resume templates on there, so all you gotta do is just plug in your information, and it'll just automatically do a layout for you. No set. And those for you that like a good with like Photoshop, you can also mm-hmm. make your resume in there too. Oh yeah, that's true. So just one more time, the final take. Then we are gonna move on to the next thing. But so with mine, I literally just have. Um, at the top left, it's like a personal profile. It's just like extremely motivated individual who's constantly seeking to contribute and develop skills, blah, blah, blah. Under that is the contact where I'm, you know, the city that I live in so they know that I'm here. My email address, don't have any crazy names for mm. email address. Phone number, uh, my LinkedIn, mm. and um, I have my education under that. Stillman, just the year, the degree I got, the skills that Brian mentioned. Mm. Then on the right side is uh, the work experience. I literally just have the company I work for, the position, and then the date. The dates between it and then like two or three bullet points of what I did. Not mm-hmm. being too specific, but just letting them know I did something that, you know, maybe work with a team, mm-hmm. or maybe completed a project, or maybe shows my accountability. Yeah. So I just had that for like a few different things, just two internships on here. So and that's pretty much it. Gotten really good yeah. results on that. Also, just make sure that you don't put your, you don't have to put your full address on your resume. Just put Yo, the city, yeah. just put the city Never in the state. Never put your just full. Put, just put the city in the state. That's my, it. Yeah, no, I that's just it. literally just put the city in the state. They don't need to show up at your house. Yeah. If they want you, they will get you. <laughs> okay, so you talked about the resume, which we know is very important before you even get to the job search. And let's kind of dive deep into the whole job search because this is the thing that gets a lot of people where do I start where do I go uh-huh. I don't know what to do so I guess um, the start of the job search is always difficult because like you really have to it's really a science to it um, when you first start applying to jobs like whether you're working or you're not working you have to be very strategic about it because job application burnout is like real so job application burnout is just applying to a bunch of jobs not hearing nothing and then you just like forget this man I had that like five weeks <laughs> in a so, row 
so if you are working, um, when you're approaching the job search, I would just, um, like, if you have a full-time job already, I would just start off with, like, just five jobs, four to five jobs a day. Mm-hmm. And what that does, that just gives you an opportunity to see what's out there. You're just looking. You're just seeing what's out there. Yeah. And then, like, if you get a response, and it's like, okay, like, my resume and my cover letter are on point. Mm-hmm. So, like, people are actually interested in me and what I have to offer to a position. So that gives your confidence up a little bit. Like you're doing, like you're you're applying, but it's just like you're not. It's not. It's 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 a low lift on your. Yeah, it's only four to five. Mm-hmm. Only four to five jobs a day isn't bad. Isn't bad. Mm-hmm. If you're unemployed, you ain't got nothing else to do. So you need to apply to at least ten. You need jobs to double a day. that number of you job need, applications. You need, a day. you need to apply to ten jobs Triple a day. That time. You need to apply to ten jobs a day because it's just like. I'm sure, like, you just don't want to sit on your ass at home, but... Uh, some people do. <laughs> yeah. I know some people that sit yeah, on their ass and play. I know a bum-ass guy that does. Well, yeah, we yeah, but, um, don't want the name driver. We but, um, yeah, like, uh, you just want to be tr- kind of strategic about it because, uh, like I said, job application burnout is real. Um, the first thing to do is just really identify what it is that you want to do or what you think that you want to do. Um, you want to just use those different type of different types of uh, platforms um, and job boards to kind of just uh, see what's out there first. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I encourage people to always use Indeed. Of course, everybody knows about Indeed. Um, Glassdoor is another one, mm-hmm. um, and LinkedIn. However, LinkedIn is huge. However, like uh, you have to know how to use LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn, like. We, I feel like oftentimes we treat LinkedIn like any other. We don't we don't treat it like any we don't other take social full advantage media. Of we it. don't take full advantage of Not it. Not even like, close. Yeah. People really use it just as like this is my resume mm-hmm. online. Basically. I want to feel fake professional. Yeah, I got yeah, my yeah. picture on here. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Where I look take, professional. Take, you got this whole professional picture, but you ain't professional. But, Have uh, your bio misspelled. <laughs> <laughs> Half of it is outdated. <laughs> you didn't really <laughs> had. I'm saying like you like like LinkedIn is meant for us to um, really like build networks mm-hmm. and um a fun fact about 80 percent of recruiters actually look for new talent online mm-hmm. so what do you think they look at they look at yeah. linkedin mm-hmm. linkedin is the first place they're going to first look at mm-hmm. so eight listen listen to that 80 percent of recruiters like look for mm-hmm. new talent online so you just have to remember you have to use linkedin to your advantage because it's an opportunity for you to talk to real people that work at companies that you mm-hmm. want to work at so wait go ahead. Can, I, can i jump in go so ahead. with linkedin too while you just talking about that like Realize that LinkedIn is like you, you, you're in a sense like putting yourself out there. This is the first initial step to me. Like, it's a lot of people. There's actually a box where you can indicate I'm looking actively for jobs. Mm-hmm. People will see that. They will literally come to your yeah. profile. But if it's misspelled, if it has bad grammar, if you can tell like it's outdated, why do you even have a profile? Take the time to do it right because they're going to see that and be like, yeah. if he's not serious about himself, then what makes him think we're going to take him seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think yeah, you have to really be. You have to treat your LinkedIn like it just a, it's a it's a living document. It, it literally like you is. always it have. You need you yeah. need you Dynamic. need to be active. Mm-hmm. You need to be active on your LinkedIn. Like whether it's just liking somebody's uh, status, whether it's sharing a post that you found was interested. In order for you to like really build that network and for people to see you, you have to use LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I don't use LinkedIn that much because like I'm cool with my job, mm-hmm. but I'm always like liking stuff mm-hmm. on there. Like people know that I'm active on mm-hmm. there. Um, and even even if you don't like stuff, because I don't, I don't just be on there like mm-hmm. liking stuff all the time, but at least have your profile up mm-hmm. to date. Like mm-hmm. if you're at a new job, make sure that job is on there. If you no longer work at your last job, yeah, <laughs> you work there. You know, yeah. you no longer work there. Yeah, and um, I think what's more important is when it comes to actually applying to jobs on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's not just the job board, all right? Mm-hmm. So you, so everybody, every <laughs> <The> easy apply. <laughs> I'm telling you, I tell people all the time that easy apply button can get so inconvenient because if you don't take full advantage of LinkedIn, easy apply, that's basically just putting your resume in a pile with everybody mm-hmm. else's. So what I always encourage people to do is before you apply to the job, so there's two ways you can go about it on LinkedIn, right? The first way is um, before you apply to the job, right? So let's say um, you find this job that you like on LinkedIn, right? And let's say you have like two, three mutual connections of people that actually work at the company at the job that with the job that you want, right? Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is send them a message like, hi, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Bryant. Um, I was looking at this job um, at your company. Um, I wanted to introduce myself. I'm doing this, this, and this. 
and uh, I wanted to know if you had some time to just look over my resume. Mm-hmm. Simple. Simple. But, but you don't know. You don't know who that person knows at that company. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they could forge a, a resume to HR and just be like, "Listen, mm-hmm. like I, I got this guy. I just saw him on LinkedIn. He reached out to me. You should take a look at his resume." Mm-hmm. You don't know how that stuff can work, but also it's not another opportunity for you to just meet somebody and have a mentor. Yeah, so yeah. like when a job, so once you build that relationship and a job opening becomes becomes a if a job opening happens at the company, mm-hmm. then. You're the first person on his mind. Like, mm-hmm. yo, we just opened it. We just had an open position. Thought about you. I'm sending it your way. Literally. Easy. Mm-hmm. And you got an interview right there. I'm going to be honest with it. Doing the easy applies like gambling. Like, you you press it. You put in, you put in. And you might win. You mm-hmm. might not. Most of the time, you don't. Because it's just going in that pile. Literally, every job I've ever easy applied to, I've never gotten. That's crazy. Never. Anything. That's crazy because like I got a surprise interview, honestly. Like, hitting that easy apply. Easy apply? See? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah it, it was a surprise. You're a winner, clearly. And, and it was at NBC. Do you gamble, Brian? <laughs> I dabble. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was actually at NBC when I hit easy apply. And I was not expecting that to happen. Wait, NBC? NBC, yeah. Oh, that's... that's... Yeah. Oh, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, Why didn't yeah. you take the? I'm just <laughs> it, clearly it wasn't the right choice yeah, for you. Yeah, 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 it wasn't the right choice at the time. Right, we'll we'll stick with that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the second way you can go about it is um, so you can actually apply to the job at the company, and if you have mutual connections with somebody at the uh, company, then just hit them with the. Hit them with a message like, listen, I just applied to this job on this date. I'm such and such. I've been doing such and such. Whatever you want to say you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then um, just wanted to know if I could set up some time to talk to somebody mm-hmm. about the company culture, team dynamic. That's what you call an informational interview because mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for you to actually like learn more about the company instead of just reading a job description and looking at the company's website. Talk to somebody who actually works at the company get a gauge of their experience and how they enjoy working now. Yeah. And um, that also can get your resume pulled to the top of the pile Mm. because they're going to actually like, okay, this person like took the time out to Mm -hmm. actually message me, talk to me and just say like, they uh, feel that personal connection. Yeah. The personal connection. Mm -hmm. Like you sliding in DMS, like everybody listening, sliding in DMS on IG and Facebook. So you might as well slide in some DMS on LinkedIn. Like it's your first time. Like I I don't get it because people (laughs) do not treat LinkedIn like that. Sliding them DMS. That's the purpose of LinkedIn. You probably had more success sliding in these DMS than those. I'm goddamn right. <laughs> but so let me just so let's let's give people more of uh let's get them some credibility behind what you're saying. So this job that you got into, you kind of touched on it a little bit before, yeah. but you didn't really explain how you with the process that you went through in order to get this job. Mm-hmm. Just kind of give us something to work to hold on to. So like, okay, he did this, so now I can relate. This job, uh, <laughs> it was crazy how fast it happened. Um, so I was leaving my job. My contract was up at my job, my other job in February, right? So, um, I wasn't really panicking for some reason. I had, I was just over the job search, honestly. But, um, what happened was they hit me up. I had an interview, like, it was like February 14th, February 15th. And, um, they were like, I had a phone interview, right? Mm -hmm. And then after that. No, but like, how did you apply? Like, how did oh, you? How did I apply? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just applied. Like, I just applied. Oh, like, it wasn't like I didn't reach out to nobody. Like, I I wasn't necessarily like super interested. Like, I saw the job description. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this sounds cool. Let me just apply to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I applied on Glassdoor. I didn't even apply on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. Wait, so. the, you said the last go. Glassdoor. Oh, Glassdoor. Okay. Well, you said, did you I said, say that? Did I said, say that? You said Glassdoor with an E. Oh, my fault. My fault. Bad. I'm trying my to accent my, coming out my fault it's a Chicago native right here <laughs> so I applied on Glassdoor and um what happened was um they reached out to me like maybe like a week later for a phone interview the phone interview went amazing mm-hmm. they bought me in for a in-person interview but what was important about this is that my the CEO at my old job actually knew people that worked at the place I was applying to mm-hmm. so like she bought me in an office like just trying to figure out what I was going to do after I left mm-hmm. um, my my uh, job, you know that was ending in February, mm-hmm. and I told her like I've been applying to a few places, and she was like, "Oh, I know people that," mm-hmm. <laughs> and she just like put a good word a in for me, yeah. and Simple. she was just like she put in a good word for me, and once I went in for the interview, it was all cake. 
Like they already felt like she already like put that good word in for me and was like they basically were like the day after the interview they called me with an offer. Wow. So I wish it yeah, worked that easy. It wasn't. It wasn't like we'll get back to you mm-hmm. next week. It was just like you'll hear from us. See stories like that scare me though because people kind of expect it to be the same for them that way when it's really not. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you my story real quick so I can just for those people that you know like I feel like this story should be made into a movie. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I feel like you always telling nah, me. I feel nah, like it should be a movie. That was part one. I'm about to tell y'all part two because I recently part two just mm-hmm. got a job offer that I am gotta, going we to gotta, accept. We got a sequel that I am going to accept. Uh, he has accepted because with the first one, no, with the first one, it was kind of like a serendipity. It kind of mm-hmm. just fell into place. Ooh, serendipity. <laughs> Let me Google that real yeah, quick. Get out of here, man. Let me but, see. So that kind of fell into place. Wait, really? I'm a, I got to Google that. Let me see if you <laughs> this nut right here. Look, so what I'm telling you is that it, it fell into place. It worked out. It just was kind of a natural thing. With, but with this job that I recently got, I actually, like the stuff that we're telling, I actually had to go and put myself out there on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Didn't get too many responses back. Went through a lot of interviews. This one I went through Indeed to get applied. Just apply regularly. Mm-hmm. I didn't reach out to anybody anything. So it does work sometimes because I'm always like applying every day. But so I did that. They came back to me, did a phone informational interview, uh, like a screening process, went in for an interview. And all this whole time, like the thing about interviews is like you can do so well and they can mm. still not choose you. So I'm just I'm giving them everything. But at the same time, I'm not expecting a whole lot because I got stuff in the pipeline anyway. This mm-hmm. is not what I'm just depending on. And so then I do a half day. Uh, I had my resume in hand the whole time with everything. Mm. I wrote thank you letters to the guy on the first interview. It was interview. handwritten? <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, bro, why you playing with me right now? No, I'm dead serious. I can't play. No, 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 no. It was no. written. It was. It was a serious question because, like, for another job that I had, I had handwritten. Like, did you every... had a courier pigeon? Did you send them off to? No, me? I like the delivered... roll the scroll up. You know Fuck you, man. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't get the job. I hand wrote them bitches. <laughs> Yo, I'm, 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 I can't do it. But, so I wrote him a thank you letter. I wrote the guy uh, that he brought in with him a thank you letter. I um, came back in. I made it through that. I was happy. Half a day interview. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's pretty much just you shadowing for half a day on the responsibilities. I was supposed to meet with one guy. I ended up meeting with four. So I had to be prepared with questions, which I was, with the resume, too. So Easy. After all of that, they, I asked for a card from each one of these Okay. People. Had the email, wrote them all thank you letters. Talk your shit, Storm. Yo, and you know what the thing is? You can sometimes just write the same thank you letter for all the people, but what I did is I actually made each one different. That's probably where I went wrong at. That's- <laughs> like, when I was writing mine, I wrote the same thing See, for No, but that, that works sometimes. That does the work. the same thing for everybody. The, what you should have gotten from this story, though, is that... <laughs> You got to go through the process. Like, you, you apply what you want. I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't just shoot for that one job and depend on everything. Even if I didn't get this job offer, I literally had five other options on the table. Options that came through in numerous different ways. I've been to different networking events, which we'll touch on in just a second. But I've been fostering those relationships. It's a girl in my inbox that has been promising like, to give me a job for like six weeks now. Hey, but he's been talking to her. That's I've what been, matters. I've been talking to he her. He's been on her ass. And now she just got back to me. Last week, telling me, oh, this position just opened. Mm. Boom. A recruiter from way back then. And I just sent a, a random message to her. I was like, hey, uh, I'm just letting you know I'm still you know, still looking for jobs. I'm doing well. You're doing well. Uh, this is what I saw that was available. They were like, oh, we forgot about you. But you know what? This would be perfect for you. Now they got back to me. You see? So it's, it's the foster relationship, which is perfect because that plays into the next section. Do you have anything else, though, for the, the job as far as the job search goes? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Please feel free to share. So I just want to tell everybody, Storm to you, Serendipity, in the right way, <laughs> is the occurrence and development of events by way of chance in a happy or beneficial way. Thank you for validating the fact that the words I use, I actually do know the definition of. <laughs> That's all I wanted to give for the job search. <laughs> Yo, I'm sick of this, man. Throw him away. Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm sick of him. Anyway, so... You got the job search and the resume details down so far. So now let's move into the networking aspect, which is your bread and your butter. This is probably the most important part. Butter. Right? Yes. So what? what, what <laughs> speaking of networking, whenever I go into network, whenever I think about networking, the first thing, one of the first things that pops into my head is the, the, the good old elevator pitch. Yeah. This is what I teach. 
um, the art of elevator pitches. Oh, you teach the art. It's an art. All right, so, Sensei, go ahead. So, Grandmaster. Basically, like an elevator pitch is, by definition, is a thirty to sixty second um, summary of you, mm-hmm. your experiences, okay. and what you want to do. All right. So these are used that these are used in interviews when they ask you the tell me about yourself question, mm-hmm. or they use at networking events when you're just trying to go out there and just meet people, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't have an elevator pitch ready, but you need one for the job search. You always got to have one for the job search because you're going to have to go to networking events as a part of your job search. Because just like with any other, with any with any field that you're trying to get into, you're going to have to be able to just um, have an elevator pitch. Like just the application is only half the battle, right? Everybody's applying to a job, mm-hmm. but it's always it's not always about what you know. Like, no matter how much education that you have, you have to get out there and just start meeting people. But what I want to talk today about is to how to actually construct construct that elevator pitch, right? Okay. Talk to them. <laughs> All right. I want to know, too. So I want to hear it. So um, if I had a board, I could show everybody. Um, but you got to think of an elevator pitch as a circle. He's drawing a circle on a piece of paper. I'm, I, I'm a visual person, so that's how I'm going to talk this out. Um, so the elevator like pitch... Oval. You should have said... Stop. <laughs> so the elevator pitch at the top of the circle, you have your past experiences, right? So you're already on a job search. You've accumulated all of these experiences. So, like, what have you taken away? Like, what what have you been doing up to this point in your life, basically? What skills have you gained? What leadership positions have, have you had? Mm-hmm. The next part of that circle is really just um, why are you looking to make a move? Like, why are you interested in making a transition into the job mm-hmm. or field that you want to make this transition into? Like, what in your past has made you want to make this transition into this field? And what makes you so passionate or super excited about getting involved in this field right the next place is what you're actually doing now so what are you doing in your current position right what's your current position what skills have you been what have you been doing um how much money how much if it not not how much money not how much money you make it was money you make not how much money you making, <laughs> but just much. like but just talking about we're just talking about just like accomplishments within the position like if let's say like you were working for a non-profit like you raised x amount of dollars that's why i say how much money mm-hmm. you raised x about amount of dollars uh for the organization and stuff like that like highlighting those type of things and then lastly at the end of that circle well, it's not really the end of the circle but um, <laughs> so I'm about to say a circle is like okay, thank, never ending. But thank, thank that's you. an oval, so there might be an end. Thank you, Storm. Thank you, Storm. <laughs> so um, at the end of the elevator pitch, you just want to be able to be able to connect your past experiences and what you're doing now to whatever field that you want to bring it to. Mm-hmm. So it's like bringing everything together, like. Due to my experiences in this, mm-hmm. in combination to with what I'm doing now, this is what I hope to bring to right. this, <clears throat> right? So that is your elevator pitch. So remember, so you start off with your past experiences, right? Then after that, you want to talk about what field you want to, why you want to get in, why you want to make a transition out of the position you're in mm-hmm. or the field that you're in, right? And then you want to talk about what you're doing now. So your actual job that you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And uh, skills that you gain, accomplishments, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you want, at the end of that, at the end of the pitch, you want to be able to bring together your past and what you're doing now and what you plan to bring to whatever position that you're trying to get into, right? That's literally it right there. That is the elevator pitch. The, the only thing that I would add to that, and a lot of people, because, I mean, it's, it's okay to be nervous. We know you're nervous. Everybody's nervous. This is why you practice. This is why you have it down to a T so you know it as well as you know your last name. Mm-hmm. The most important part I feel like about an elevator pitch is to be natural. Human. <laughs> yes. Be natural. Be yeah. human. It's, yeah. it's not a robot. You're not, you're, not, you're not saying stuff verbatim. Like, yeah. don't be awkward. Don't be weird. Read the conversation. Yeah, that's actually, like, a really good point because um, I run, like, workshops on elevator pitches. Mm-hmm. And what usually happens is, is, like, before, like, I have them do run through mock networking events, basically. Yeah. And um, 
what happens is sometimes they just go up to somebody and just start talking to them like so this weird. is what I'm doing and I'm just like, like no like let the let introduce yourself <laughs> let them introduce themselves mm-hmm. and then you go into your elevator start pitch. with hi yeah hello. hey how you doing good morning good <laughs> hey, afternoon good afternoon buenas noches when you started this like, it's, like People, but but I get it though because it's so much anxiety. Like a lot of people aren't good at just walking up to somebody and just don't make to it them. awkward. It's still yeah. you're trying to make a connection. Right. Like if you're saying everything, you might be saying the right things, but if you're coming off like just a robot, like you re- recited and mm. rehearsed this fifty times just for this moment, and you're almost like mm. breathing in this person's face, like you're too close because you're not even recognizing mm. how nervous you are. That's a problem. Be natural, be calm, be yourself, and just flow with the conversation. And even ask questions in between. You know? Yeah, I think I think you just have to realize like it is a networking event. Like you probably looked that looked it up on Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. It probably said it probably had networking in the mm-hmm. title. So <laughs> right. like it's nothing to really be nervous about. Like people are there to talk. They to They know people. what you're there to do. Yeah. So don't make it awkward. Okay, don't be weird. So I actually have brought some examples. Um, of different elevator pitches just so you guys can have something to work off of. I'm going to give y'all something I found online. And then I'm going to actually give you my personal elevator pitch that, you know, just because I care so much, I'm going to give you my personal take. And then, I don't know, Brian, uh, what do you like to do? But actually, I like to hear his too. Man. So just so man. you know, we can show y'all kind of what to what to hey, look man. for when you're doing it. Hey, man, we're just giving y'all all the secrets. Like this, the job search is a science, all right? You just can't sit up here and say, like, I'm ready to change <laughs> My position and just start applying the jobs. That ain't the way to go about it. I, I hope y'all listening. Mm-hmm. I hope. So the first um, first example of an elevator pitch is for a lot of people that just kind of graduated, which is a lot of millennials. So I recently graduated from college with a degree in communications. I worked on the college newspaper as a reporter and eventually as the editor of arts of the art section. I'm looking for a job that puts my skills as a journalist to work. So as you can see, he identified yeah. where he was, the, the past experience, where he currently is now, and then what he's looking to do. Yeah, and I think that was good and short and to the point mm-hmm. because he just came out of college. Like you're not gonna have this immaculate um, elevator pitch just coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, listen, like I didn't did this. Mm-hmm. You gotta embrace like the things that you've done, but just like don't try to like make it bigger than what it is. Like, exactly. If you're working on a school newspaper, like, you're not, Beyond, doing, like, you're not doing that much. Yeah, like, like just, not, just and he didn't say, even say that. He said, I'm just, just working yeah, on a college newspaper. Work, yeah, yeah, like, I'm looking, to, and the thing was, he he told, he was talking about what he or she was talking about, whatever they wanted to do mm-hmm. more so. Authenticity. The yeah. second one is for somebody that's a little bit more seasoned. So it's, Seasoned. <laughs> can't say old anymore, Brian. It's seasoned. Oh, yeah. I love the word seasoned. It says, I have a decade's worth of experience in accounting. Working primarily with small and mid-sized firms. If your company is ever in need of an extra set of hands, I'd be thrilled to consult. That sounds like a sales pitch, but I guess that could be an elevator pitch too. I mean, it sounded—he got his point across. He said what he was doing. He talked—he talked about his experience, what he's looking to do now, and then what he, or what he's doing now, and then what he's looking to do in the future. It's really that simple. It's just all of that in a quick spill, and it's very natural when you're talking about it it's not just you go up to him and uh i have a decade's worth of experience and kind of you know don't be nervous with it and so those are two examples i'm gonna give you all my personal one just because i said i would hey so let's hear it <laughs> tell me about yourself storm so how you doing hey <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to tell you about myself so i recently graduated from stillman college with a degree in business administration and moved to New York shortly after where I've had the opportunity to work with a major publishing company as a sales coordinator. But I'm now looking to pursue a more client-facing position in business development partnerships. Mm-hmm. Good. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's literally it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be super long. Like that was, literally be... like, that was literally what? 10 seconds? Literally, we could have gone in the elevator from one floor to the next. Yeah. And, and I think that that's important because it's just that it allows... The person that you're talking to to like ask more questions. So like, what exactly do you do? Like exactly. What, like I'm not you, too specific. So yeah. I didn't want it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now they ask more questions. Yeah. That wasn't thirty to sixty seconds. It doesn't always have to be that. Like exactly. once you start to master it more and more, mm-hmm. it can just like flow like in conversation. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've done mine. Oh man. Okay. Go but, ahead and dust uh, it off a little let bit. Let me see. <laughs> Yeah, we, so hey, this is this y'all is, tune in. We about to this get is the one that I was using like when I was talking to recruiters most of the time when I was looking for a new job. Um, it's not exactly what it is, but this is what it is. 
So I recently re relocated from uh, Boston to uh, New York City with a background in education and pro program management, where I was able to hone in on my recruitment and relationship management skills. I came to NYC to pursue a career in tech recruitment with a mission-driven organization. Simple. So let me say that again. Let me say that again. Boom. So I actually I just wrote this, all right? So they try to give yourself some props. I just yet. wrote this, but uh, it's simple. Like it's just like I recently re relocated from um, Boston to New York City with a background in education program management, where I was able to hone in on my recruitment and um, relationship management skills. I came to NYC uh, looking to pursue a career in tech recruitment with a mission-driven organization. Boom. That's it's so simple. Like literally anybody can do it. It's so simple. So just get an elevator pitch down because a good quote also that I always just think to is like, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Mm -hmm. You never know when you might step in the elevator with that next person that's going to let you mm -hmm. out of those shackles from your first company yep. and, you know, give you the second company. You never, you never know. Just be Facts. prepared. Yeah. But um, that is just kind of touching. And also networking. I, again, this is a very broad topic, but networking like at events, can you just like for a quick second, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time, just when you're at an event and it's a lot of people, it's a lot of ground to cover and stuff like that. When you go to a group of people, you want to stick out, mm -hmm. uh, but you also want to be remembered, you want them or you want to remember them too. What mm -hmm. are the things that you need to do? Like, is it a quick like just rundown checklist that you can kind of run? It might not be that simple because it's, it's circumstantial. I get that. Yeah. So when you um, go to a group of people. Um, you just want to make sure that you introduce yourself to each and every one of them. Mm -hmm. They most likely work for the same company, mm -hmm. but you just want to introduce yourself, tell them what you can go through your elevator pitch. But what people usually forget with the elevator pitch or may get nervous about is actually asking for the contact information. Boom. Um, so whether it's one person, whether it's six people in a circle, you mm -hmm. want to get everybody, you want to impress them enough mm -hmm. in order to get their <coughs> contact information. Understand like with every person that you meet at a networking event, you might not walk away with a card and that's perfectly fine the connection just wasn't there it's just not there but if you feel like it but that usually comes with the normal flow of conversation mm -hmm. like remember like somebody's gonna usually a person is going to offer you their business card like if they feel like you're uh, somebody they can really build with but if not it's no it's, it's you can just basically like just give them your contact information now how do you actually do that it's probably like two ways most of the time so you should always have business cards on you They'll probably have business cards on you if you had a on them if uh, if they have if they're at a networking event. But if they don't, just add them on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is so important. And even if they even if they add even if they give you a business card, make sure that you uh, add them on LinkedIn the day after mm -hmm. and just reintroduce connect. yourself. Yeah, Get that connect. Buddy. Yeah, like just just don't add them, mm -hmm. but send them a message like, "Hi, I'm Brian. We talked mm -hmm. about this last night. Mm -hmm. um, just looking forward to building more, building our relationship more. Thank you for the connection. Um, here's here's a copy of my resume. Just if, if you find something that." you feel would be a good fit for me like something like that right but you never you always like after you meet somebody at a networking event after you make a new connection make sure you add them on linkedin the next day always like what i do is and even if the connection really isn't there for whatever reason it could be a, a variation of reasons but what you want to do is you i always ask for a card it doesn't matter what we talked about because you never know if that person was having an off day you have an off day i'm not saying it'll work but you always have at least that email address a number and you can reach them on LinkedIn. What you want is their name, their first and last name. Yep. If you don't get a card from them, you ask them what their, you know, ask them what their name is again. Hopefully you listen the first time, but you can find them on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. That's the way you get a connection. The, the most important part about networking, when you meet all these people, is that you can easily meet like a hundred people. But staying in contact with those people, yeah. staying connected. Yeah, so the best way to stay connected with somebody to really build that relationship, it's um, it's not. I think uh, I've had this question from people who've come through our program. Like, I got a new connection on LinkedIn, or I met somebody yesterday, but I don't know how often I should follow up with them about like. Yeah, what I'm doing. that's a good question. Yeah. So it's just like what you should do is just set an alarm on your phone or a reminder on your phone once my a month. Phone, my phone. Once a month, all you got to do is just set an alarm. And once you set that alarm, you can either call them or just text them if you got a contact information. Um, just uh, tell them what you've been working on. Just say, hey, I'm just checking in. Uh, here's what I've been working on. Hope all is well with you. Mm -hmm. And leave it at that. That's how you start to really build a network. 
Cause like then, just adding right. them on LinkedIn isn't enough. No, you have to be able to build that, build that. Um, Insert yourself into their life. Make them know who you are. Oh, this is that guy. Um, then all of a sudden that guy becomes. Oh, this is Christian. They reached out to me. Yep. Like you do it enough, you maintain enough relationships. I'm telling you, people remember that. People feel special for the fact that you took the time because they know it's inconvenient. They mm-hmm. know it takes time. That's why you see the benefits of it. People that just add them and connect and don't reach out. How many other people did the same thing? Because it's just a click of a button. Let's be yep. honest. Let's be honest. So two to three weeks maybe is a good time span for how often you should reach out to somebody. You don't you don't want to be forgotten, but you don't want to be mm-hmm. you don't want to, they don't want to see you in their inbox every week because then that shows like okay does he have a job? like does he have any other stuff thirsty, to do? Thought, <laughs> that's what you're doing. <laughs> but it's really that simple in the grand scheme of things. We went through how to build your resume what to look for in your resume. You probably have a lot of great resumes. I wish there was some way I could kind of just show mine. Um, also, we talked about uh, the job search, which is also very important. And the most important thing is just the networking aspect. Again, these topics cover a lot, but we just want to narrow it down so y'all know certain things to look for. Uh, did we did we pretty much cover everything? Or did I you think, have yeah, we covered everything. Final touches like, on anything? Um, remember, like, use LinkedIn the way you use any other type of social media. Like, slide in them DMs. Like, if you have a mutual connection. Slide in the DMs. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's like people, like, you slide in all the, the DMs. Day. Slide in all the DMs except the ones on LinkedIn. And those are what matter the most, most of the time. So, utilize it. Because, like I said, 80% of recruiters are looking for new talent online mm-hmm. so yeah that's it get your life together <laughs> so once again this is storm batiste and this is ba and we are made men podcast this is episode 14 can y'all believe it literally six episodes away from the dub dub, dub bringing dub. you everything that we think every man should know no matter if you white black skinny or fat these are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings investing dating and everything else in between once again as i always say if you like the podcast please comment please tell us what you like hit what like you dislike we really appreciate the support that y'all been giving us over the next time and we are not slowing down the consistency is not a problem we are definitely seeing it through yeah we- also follow us on um our instagram page it's true uh mm-hmm. we, it is we just made started. Mm-hmm. men pod made one word pod yeah mm-hmm. all together okay mm-hmm. also we are on iTunes officially. Okay? Ah, I'm glad we you brought that up. We are on iTunes. It's so, official. We officially official. So start subscribing so you get that weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. You don't have to really worry about SoundCloud anymore. All mm-hmm. of y'all got iPhones out in. Thank you. So just go ahead. Next subscribe. time. <laughs> next time you buy that. Next time you see Joe Button and the Brilliant Idiots, I want you to go ahead and save Made Men yep, right, right up that under. Should be up under it. Yeah. <laughs> right up under that. Yep. Right. So. We appreciate the support. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.